The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Yesterday was a historic day for Donald Trump and for America when Trump appeared in court in Washington to plead not guilty on multiple charges. After a pretty emotionless court appearance, Trump maintained it was a sad day for America before asking his supporters for money. Now, to give us an update, law lecturer at University of Galway, Larry Donnelly, and political columnist at thejournal.ie. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, what did you make of this? This ran uh, really according to script. Yes, it did. And while you say it's historic in the intro, one of the depressing things here is we're getting all too used uh, to seeing Donald Trump appear uh, at arraignments. And again, that's a, that's, that's a really low moment for America. But, but this was a, a rather perfunctory uh, hearing. I mean, the president, as expected, entered a not guilty plea. Um, there was some reporting of the, uh, I suppose, the environment or the atmosphere within the courtroom. Evidently, uh, D- Donald Trump and, and Mr. Smith uh, gazed back and forth uh, across the room at each other a couple of times. But Trump's demeanor uh, was, as you say, quite somber, apparently. Uh, there was none of the theatrics. He wasn't ebullient, as he often is. Uh, so what one can intuit from that is hard to know. Uh, but look, it's just another legal proceeding that is now in stream. And I think one of the interesting things is that this case appears to have been put on a fast track. They want trial dates uh, within the next couple of weeks. They're going to convene again uh, on the 28th of August, and uh, allegedly, at least, the judge is going to set a trial date then. Now, uh, there are other uh, co-conspirators not named but mentioned in uh, the indictment. And uh, looking at the analysis on, on CNN last evening, it seems clear that you know they didn't bring indictments against these guys because... Uh, you'd have six sets of lawyers, maybe, and um, six sets of discovery, etc., etc., etc. It would make the whole thing very long, drawn out, and probably stretch it way beyond the next election. Yeah, it certainly is. I, I think that they want to the the the, the, the Mr. Jack Smith and and, and others want to expedite this as quickly as possible. Uh, the other interesting thing that's been mooted in speculation, I think there may be something to this, uh, is that they haven't, uh, you know, the, the, the co-conspirators haven't been named yet. Uh, who knows whether they will try to get one or more of them uh, to flip and, you know, in the event of a trial to testify uh, against uh, the former president. So uh, there's all sorts of stra- strategies, et cetera, going on here. On the def- on the defense side, I mean, I do have a little bit of sympathy to what what uh, Mr. Laro, uh, Donald Trump's now lead attorney, has said is that, look, uh, this has taken a couple of years for uh, Smith and for the prosecution, et cetera, to build all of this case. There's a lot of material to go through here uh, that he's going to need some time. Uh, so, uh, again, we'll see where this all hashes out. But, uh, you know, as I've said before, it's going to be a real conflict between uh, allowing the political process to play out and the legal process to play out at the same time. Now, uh, in a piece that you've been writing, uh, you quote the uh, deputy White House counsel who uh, said in December 2020, there is no world, there is no option in which you do not leave the White House on January the, the, the 20th of, of 2021. In other words, he was told bluntly, listen, you're lost, you're going to have to leave. There's no mechanism, no legal chicanery that you can get involved in that will keep you in office. It's over. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, I mean, I know that uh, Trump's lawyers are going to say that he didn't know that the claims he was making were false. Uh, I find that a very, very difficult 
uh, argument to uh, to accept based on the fact that at this stage, anybody with a shred of credibility left uh, around Donald Trump told him uh, that th- this was over. I mean, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, the top White House lawyers, his own vice president, everyone around him uh, told him that he had lost, yet he proceeded uh, ahead anyway. And that's why this idea of him not knowing, I think, as I've said, I think it's almost akin to an insanity defense. Mm. Um, it has all the hallmarks of uh, an adult who right through his life from childhood on always got his way. He always got what he wanted. And he could not believe that on this occasion he was not going to get what he wanted. Um, I want to play you a a clip now. I don't know whether you saw it last night. Uh, Former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Now, he was on CNN talking to uh, Jake Tapper. And he sounded a cautionary note, as, as you'll hear in a moment. I mean, he certainly thinks the indictments were proper, But there is a downside potentially. Have a listen. Look, I think this indictment lays out a pretty strong case, particularly the most important part of it, I think, is the description of the effort to turn Mike Pence into an instrument of of reversing the the result in the Electoral College. I think that's the strongest part of it. Uh, I think it was right to bring the document case. I think it's important to have both of these cases brought to trial before the election as far in advance of the election as possible. But I want to underline what we're doing. I think it's the right thing to do, but it is a modified form of Russian roulette. Uh, If Trump is convicted in one or both of the federal cases, I think that will turn things upside down. I think he could be denied the Republican nomination. He'd certainly lose the election. But if he is acquitted, Uh, or a hung jury uh, results, which I think would be understood by most people as being the equivalent of acquittal, Uh, I think he would get the Republican nomination and he could quite possibly win the election on the back of that. As I said, it is essential to have brought these cases and it's it's just as essential, in fact more essential, to have them tried before the election, to defeat the delay strategy that Trump's putting out. The public interest here is in having, in each case, 12 jurors give us a decision so the people have adequate information on which to judge Trump. But the risk is real. And I hear the exuberance. I've heard it the last 24 hours and everybody, you know, look, the impeachment efforts against Trump failed twice to convict him. And what it, what was the consequence of the failure? Emboldening, emboldening and empowering Trump. Uh, uh, acquittals here would be even more devastating. So that's John Bolton, the equivalent of Russian roulette. Um, You know, there is a bullet in one chamber and you keep spinning. All you need is one juror out of 12 uh, to be pro-Trump and uh, you get a hung jury and who knows what then. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is one thing I will say is I I find it very, very difficult to believe that both trials could proceed uh, before November 2024, uh, the wheels of justice grind very slowly. And even in the event of their expediting these matters, uh, I just can't see both of them transpiring. Uh, I do believe that the present case, that is uh, the case relating to January 6th, would take precedent, would take priority over them. But as John Bolton says, if the, the president were to be acquitted, uh, then of course, uh, that would give him a, a big advantage. But look, the legal system can't operate on a political calculus. The legal system has to operate separately and independently. And this is what I've been referring to when I talk about the conflict between the political and the legal processes. And we could get into big, grandiose discussions about the constitutional order in the United States. And in that event, 
My view is that the political process trumps the legal process. Others will have different views. Now, it turns out that Mike Pence, his former vice president, uh, may be key to all of this because uh, even before we knew about it, uh, Trump was talking to him about trying to influence events on January the 6th to prevent the, uh, the, the, the proper transfer of power to Joe Biden. Um, and he told him emphatically, no, the Constitution doesn't say I can do this. Yeah, I mean, the, the one refreshing thing about this is, you know, Mike Pence, when it came the time, when it came time, Mike Pence stood up and did the right thing. I think that's out of his own personal reverence for the institutions, for the organs uh, of American democracy. And that is to his credit. I mean, he did a lot of other things during the Trump presidency, which I think are to his discredit. But that revelation in, in the in the uh, in the indictment, which I think is more to more than we knew before, that taken together with everything that Trump and the co-conspirators did in a variety of different states, Trump's actions with the uh, with Justice Department officials, if they don't send a chill down your spine, uh, then I don't know what will. And that's why I think this indictment uh, is so explosive, both politically and legally. Larry Donnelly, law lecturer at the University of Galway and political columnist with the Journal.ie. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.